It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you, and it is Priority Talk Radio and Podcast. Find us at PriorityTalkRadio.com. Listen live, listen later. All the good information there at the website. And uh, many of you may want to go back and uh, give a second listen to the conversation we are just about to have here with Pastor Carl Gallup's. His first time to be on the program, but um, I have been a follower and uh, read many of of your books over the years. Pastor Carl, uh, we are glad to have you with us, sir. Welcome in. Well, Greg, thank you for your kindness, and I'm so honored that you've read some of my books, man. I appreciate that. Well, I certainly have. Now, now you got a lot of them out there. Uh, how many books have you have you put out now? Uh, let's see. I've got 13 of my own, and I do some ghost writing as well for a couple of other okay. best-selling authors. So I don't know how many books total, but 13 of my own that I've done over the last 10 or 11 years. Well, that, and then you pastor as well. I love it when I, when I get when you know when we ask for an interview on a certain day. And I get word back that, uh, sorry, he can't do it that day. He's visiting hospitals. Now, I like that. Yeah. that that's a pastor. Yeah. Well, that's all. You know, yeah, I'm a full-time pastor of a fairly large church on the Gulf Coast. And I've been the pastor there for 36 years. And uh, prior to that, I spent almost 10 years in Florida law enforcement with two different sheriff's office, patrol officer, and some criminal investigations. So a good, full, rich life. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that could happen now. I mean, right in the middle of this interview, they could call me and say, I need to go to the hospital. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I understand that life very well. Yeah. Well, uh, your latest is uh, the Yeshua Protocol, yeah. an explosion of divine revelation for our unique generation. And uh, just outstanding. I mean, there, you got so much here. It's almost it's almost overwhelming to think about this in one short conversation. Thank um, you. People are going to get what? you. Everybody that interviews me uses those very same words yeah. for this book. I, th- I appreciate it. Thank you for the compliment. Well, I mean, it's very readable. That's not the problem. Um, yeah. You know, you, you've done, and we'll talk about how you wrote it. But uh, it's just, you know, you go through a lot of content that just isn't normal, everyday, uh, casual reading, although you, you do it in a very simple, readable way. Thank you. You know, that to me, that's the sign of a good author, a good communicator, someone who can take things that are complicated and make them simple. You know, some people take things that are simple and make them complicated. And yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, you're sort of the, uh, you know, some of these things are, are not easy, but you make them easy. So Thank talk you. to us about the book. Um, and, and just even the cover is, uh, is pretty amazing. Um, and and then the words on the cover absolutely uh, will uh, will grab someone's attention. Now much of this is based off Isaiah forty eight six and seven. Let's just start there. Yeah. Well, listen. No, no, you're right. I appreciate it. And you know they say you can't judge a book by its cover, but I think you can on this one. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful cover, and I'm with Defender Publishing, which is a major Christian publisher, and I think my last seven or eight books have been with them. Um, and I'm and and their and their cover artist and designer is amazing. Mm. He captures the essence of all of my books in the covers, and it's beautiful. But but more, but but the cover, you know, the title is the Yeshua Protocol. 
call. And again, the cover, I think, captures it. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, people say, well, what, is, what in the world does that mean? Well, the subtitle, an explosion of divine revelation. And that's what it is. That's why you said, gosh, there's so much here. I don't know if we can do it in one interview. But, uh, but then the, the rest of the subtitle is for our unique generation. So I talk about all this, and I'll explain what Yeshua protocol means. But there is an explosion of divine revelation, which is in keeping with biblical prophecy. This was foretold in both the Old and New Testament that in the last days, and I'm not a date setter, I'm just saying we're living in very prophetic times, the, the most prophetic times since the first coming of Jesus Christ. And, and we're called to be watchmen on the wall and discerners of the times in which we're living. And the Bible, both Old and New Testament, in fact, out of the mouth of Jesus himself, believe it or not, I expose it in this book. And some people, when I say this, they're going to say, I don't remember that, but it's, it's in the Word, and I do a deep study of it here. But the bottom line is both Jesus and, and the Old Testament and the New Testament speak of one of the signs that you're getting close to the return of the Lord is an explosion of technological advancements. Well, we are that generation. We're the only generation since the Garden of Eden, since the flood, where this literal curve of explosiveness um, it has is happening right before our eyes in every field. I mean, medicine and, and computer technology, information exchange technology, transportation technology, military technology, and on and on and on. So, so you, you know, so the Yeshua Protocol, though the main title, the word protocol, as your audience knows, means a a set of uh, a set of operating principles. In other words, there's such thing as military protocol, uh, medical protocol. Uh, the, there is also theological protocol. If you're going to interpret Scripture correctly and contextually, there is protocol. Well, Yeshua, which is the Hebrew word for Jesus, uh, it, at least it translates to that. Sure. Actually, in, in Hebrew, it, it literally translates as salvation. Uh, Yeshua uh, has a protocol as well. And so I take you on a journey by immersing the, the, the readers in the first, I don't know, seven or eight chapters, which are all, all my chapters are five pages or less. Yeah, so it's very quick. Yep. Yeah, but, but in the first seven or eight chapters, I put you on the road to Emmaus with the two disciples that are fleeing for their lives. The body is missing from the tomb. Uh, the authorities are out searching down, hunting down the disciples. They're scared to death, but on that road to Emmaus, they run into the resurrected Christ, and they don't even know it's him. And there's a re- there, there are a myriad of reasons, and, and it's all in the book, but I write it as a novel, the first seven or eight chapters. It's, it's in the third person. It's, you're there. It's a story. But, and, and it's biblical. It follows the scriptures. It's like watching a movie. Yep. And so what happens then is it finally segues and blends into this section in the middle of the book that teaches that Jesus himself, the Bible says four or five times, and I've got all of them quoted in here, that during the 40 days Jesus was with his disciples after the resurrection. It says he showed them in the scriptures, beginning with the law, yep. which, would be, which would be the first five books, and then, and then the Psalms, which would be the wisdom literature, Psalms, Proverbs, Job, et cetera, et cetera, and then the prophets. Well, that would be the rest. So basically it's saying he showed them every place in the Tanakh, the Hebrew word for the Old Testament, that was him. And so he's showing them the deep things, the hidden things. And I show in my book, there are about 24 scriptures where it speaks of God hides things 
only to be revealed when it's time. And he does this, first of all, to keep it from the demonic realm. And secondly, when it is exposed and it happens, then we go back and look at the scriptures and we are overwhelmed when we say, oh my gosh, it was there all along. Mm. And now we're living in the midst of it. So it bolsters and solidifies the Word of God, which bolsters and solidifies our daily relationship with the Lord. But in the meantime, you get to see all of this stuff. It's only been either it's some of the things in my book have only been revealed in our lifetime. Other things have been lying there forever, and some people have seen them, but we're the first generation that now has 24-7 information communication technology from this explosion of technology, and now the whole world is seeing what only a select few saw for maybe thousands of years. So that's what I do in this book, is just to take people into some of the deepest mysteries of God's Word that I am convinced, because the Bible says it, that Jesus showed these things to his disciples. And when you think about it, Greg, the New Testament documents, they were largely written by fishermen and tax collectors. Mm-hmm. How could they know this stuff? How could they have made the intricate connections of their of their words? I mean, John, the Gospel of John opens, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was both with God and was, was God, God at the same time, and mm-hmm. through him the light was coming into the darkness. Darkness didn't understand it, and then it goes on to say, but that Word, which was God, became flesh and dwelt among us, and it just goes into deep theological connections to the Old Testament, and there's no explanation. I mean, John just states this stuff, but for students of the Word who are willing to take the time and to go research these mysteries out, you discover that, oh my gosh, this gets deep, and it directly connects with my relationship with the Lord. How could a fisherman living 2,000 years ago know about intimate connections to the world I'm living in in 2023. And so I just show all of this in God's Word, and it explores areas of science, DNA technology, quantum mechanics, uh, archaeology, geology, the Word of God itself, the surface text, as well as the underlying text of the Paleo-Hebrew that the Old Testament was first written in, and all of these discoveries are just laid bare before the reader's eyes. And like you said, and I hope I hope everybody feels like you do, but I take what could be difficult topics and I put them at the level that just anybody sitting in a pew in any church who cares to know the truth can grasp it. Well, you do, but, and I think one of the things that makes it helpful are the is are the visuals in the book, the uh, yeah. the illustrations. I think there's forty something illustrations there are. in the book that, that that help us not only read but but see. Uh, yes. what you're trying to uh, to tell us. And so I want to get into some of these specific uh, technology areas and and just some of the, the revelations that uh, come forth from them when we uh, after we take a break and come back. But uh, let me just say very quickly that just so people can know more about you, uh, you're, you're there in uh, Milton, Florida. As uh-huh. you said, you had a background in law enforcement. Uh, you went uh-huh. to Florida State, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, which is uh, also my seminary as well. Uh, And uh, you've been on the Board of Regents at the University of Mobile. I thought some of our Alabama listeners uh, might like to hear that as well. And so uh, definitely uh, we've got a lot of connections, and uh, this book is is really amazing. And uh, and I'm just really kind of – uh, I'm kind of scrambling to know. I had so much I want to ask you. So, look, let's take a break and come back on the other side, and I do want to get into some of the – 
uh, the uh, scientific uh, applied computer pr programs and how some of those yep. things now are revealing things to us that, like you said, only a bare few may have known this uh, before recent technology explosion. So let's take a break. Our guest is Pastor Carl Gallups. And uh, his book is The, the uh, Yeshua Protocol, An Explosion of Divine Revelation for Our Unique Generation. Uh, we've got that linked up for you on our website, and we'll let him tell you about his website and uh, how you can find out much more about him and his past books as well when we return here on Priority Talk. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hi, Alabama. This is Robert Jeffress, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC. We return with Pastor Carl Gallup's. His uh, book is The Yeshua Protocol, An Explosion of Divine Revelation for Our Unique Generation. And it's uh, just a book that if you're a student of the Bible and you want to know, maybe go a little deeper or know more than you, than you thought you would know or find out things you didn't even know were possible to know, uh, this is a, a book for you, certainly. Uh, it, like you say, Carl, you, you started off as a narrative uh, road to Emmaus, and you, you sort of set up uh, how Jesus shows these uh, these men uh, all the things of the Old Testament, and then you begin to show many of these same things that you believe that probably, likely, Jesus showed uh, these men. So they would yeah. see him. He would go, look, if you have any doubt that, uh, that that guy who died and they say rose again was the Messiah, here you go. Uh, here, 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 let's, let's get into it. And here it is in the pages of, uh, of, of the Bible as they had it at that time. So uh, let's jump in here. I mean, Carl, are there particular um, uh, parts of this that you like to, to share with listeners on the radio that come across well without having to necessarily see the, uh, the illustrations, uh, just some of the unique, I think, um, you know, uh, unique perspectives and, and revelations that you come forth with here. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you just start off. T take take one that you like to share that communicates well verbally. 
Yeah. Well, as you said in the beginning, there are so many. And, and, and again, it's not that my writing is so great or I'm so smart. It's just this is just truth. And there are so many things that are being revealed in these last days. So, so I will go into a few things that I reveal in the book, but I want your audience to know several things. Number one, we're just barely scratching the surface. Yes. So the few things that I share are just taste, just samples. Number two, I can't go into to them all the way, or we'd be have a three-hour interview. Uh, number three, I want your audience to know, I don't pull this stuff out of my back pocket. I'm not trying to be sensational for the sake of being sensational. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. 36 years in one church, and I have ministries all over the world. And so, I mean, I'm very careful about my integrity, my protocol <laughs> of mm-hmm. examining these things. And so, uh, so everything I do is referenced from scholars, scientists, computer scientists, uh, uh, biological scientists, uh, quantum physics scientists, uh, uh, biblical scholars, theologians, uh, all the way back to the first century, all the way up into modern day. And, and, and again, none of that proves necessarily that I'm 100% correct about everything I'm saying. But but it does prove I'm not pulling this out of my back pocket. Yeah, no. Other people are seeing this stuff, and or they're seeing the building blocks of something that connects with the Bible, and then I show it to you. And some of this stuff is the first time people in the world will have made these connections, but the connections are documented. They're fact. And like I say several times in my book, I have 40 illustrations, but I just say to people, look, I'm going to show you something here. And you're going to see something, and I'll give you an illustration in a moment, but you, you, you might say, well, that's just a coincidence. I mean, that's amazing, but that's got to be just a coincidence. And I say to people, well, I don't think it's a coincidence, and here's why. But the bottom line is you're looking at it with your eyes, and there's nothing unscientific about it. There's nothing unbiblical about it. There's nothing that breaks the protocol of theological uh, interpretation. So... What are you going to do with what you're looking at, you see? And so I think that's a kind of a unique way of, of, of writing where, where the facts are there, and then there's illustrations, and then you're told, take a look at it. Yeah, what? well, and you're showing things that have just, as you say, secretly been lying in the Scriptures uh, for all of these days, and we yeah. just didn't or maybe couldn't all see them at that time. Talk about how um, some of these uh, applied computer programs are helping us uh, see and maybe give us an example uh, of, of how we're now discovering things we that we really couldn't see before. Yeah, I will. And then another thing I'd like to do is I've got a, I've got one of the illustrations on the book's website as an example. Yeah, share that. It's one, of, it's one of the simplest, but it's extremely profound. So I want to go to that, too, in just a few moments. Okay. Let, let me deal with what you're talking about, the supplied computer science. Okay, now some of your audience may be um, familiar with this phenomena, and, uh, and, and there is some controversy associated with it, and I write about it in the book. I mean, that's another thing I try to do is be extremely honest when I'm dealing with stuff and looking at several sides of it. But it has to do with, with what's called ELS programming. Yes. And ELS is simple. It stands for equidistance letter spacing. Again, if you've never heard of it, you're saying, well, how simple is that? I'll give you an illustration. It's as simple as this. For four a thousand years before this was invented, there were there were theologians and philosophers and great thinkers, and then eventually what we would call scientists, who knew that the Word of God was somehow very, very special. I mean, even if they weren't like a believer in its message, they they saw connections and depth to it that was overwhelming, and they they began to speculate way back then 
that this this book we call the Word of God it must have it must have multiple dimensions or layers, yeah, or, layers. Or, or, or messages that are there. Now, not like a crystal ball, not like a Ouija board, but something scientific, statistical, something mathematical about it. Well, we know God is a God of design and statistics and math. We know that. I mean, the whole universe is created in this perfect mathematical rhythm, so is our own DNA. So they didn't know all of that back then, but they just looked at the Word of God and said, there's got to be something to this. Well, now we live in the age of technological explosion. We now have computers that in milliseconds can can go through random information and pull out something that's in some kind of a mathematical sequence and show us what might be there. That's what this computer programming does. It's called ELS programming, and I will explain this in depth in a second, but it was invented in Israel by Hebrew scientists and statisticians and Hebrew language experts and biblical experts and theologians and professors of statistics and and mathematics, and they developed the computer program. And it came to fruition and came before the world in the 1990s, right about when computers were becoming rather ubiquitous in people's homes. Uh, and, and, and and a guy wrote a book. His name is Michael Drosnan. He wrote a book called The Bible Code. Yes. In fact, then it wound up three versions of it. Well, Michael Drosnan was from New York. He was a writer, I think, Washington Post, maybe, maybe New York Times. I don't remember, but some of the, the big hitters back then. And... And he comes from a Jewish lineage, so he knew of the study that was being done in Israel among these Hebrew uh, scientists, and it fascinated him, and he went over to Israel, spent a long time there, and, and, and the bottom line is that he was a secular Jew. That is, he wasn't really a believer in God, more, more of an atheist than anything, but the whole thing intrigued him. He wrote a book, become a, became a New York Times bestseller called The Bible Codes. That's where I was first introduced to it, but... But Me the too. thing where yeah. yeah, and the thing where Michael kind of went off track, he was so blown away by what he was seeing in these scientific demonstrations and statistically accurate, mathematically accurate demonstrations that all kind of PhD level papers have been written about. You, you can't deny it, but he kind of messed it up. He messed his, himself up with it, and I write about it in the book. It's all documented in the media, where he said, oh my gosh, it's like a crystal ball. I can foretell the future with it. I mean, you know, and he kind of went off the rails, and which kind of discredited the, the whole thing in the eyes of a lot of people, yet those scientists and theologians, they recovered it, basically, by, by coming out publicly and saying, look, regardless of what Drosnan thought he could do with this, we've never said that. We've never used the scriptures like that. But what we know is there are some words and phrases at multiple dimensions in this book that just cannot be there unless there's some kind of supernatural touch. So let me explain to your audience. ELS, equal distance letter spacing, it would be like if you took, let's say, Genesis 1, you took out all the punctuation, all the spaces in the original Hebrew, and just ran the letters together in a string, Genesis 1, from the first verse to the last verse. Okay. Then you, com- you told the computer, Look, let's let's make it simple and kind of stupid here, but this will help people understand. Look for the for this phrase. Carl Gallup is a preacher. 
and just see if that's in God's Word. All right, well, how would it look? It could look forward. It could look backwards through that bunch of letters. It could look up. It could look down. It could look diagonally. We don't have the technology yet to go 3D, but it can still do all of that 2D looking at all kinds of various angles. But here's the deal. Of course you can find the letters, C-A-R-L-G-A-L-L-U-P-S-I-S-A-P-R-E-A-C-H-E-R. Carl Gallup is a preacher. You can find those letters in Genesis 1, so that, quote, message would be there. Oh, but that's just random. What if you had a computer program that could ask it this question? Find the first C, okay, for Carl, Mm -hmm. then find the A, the, the first A behind the C. Count the letters between them. Let's say, let's say there's 20 letters between the first C and the first A. Now, go 20 letters over, equidistance, letter spacing, and see if there's an R. Boom. There it is. You say, ooh, that's weird. Go 20 more letters over. Is there an L? Boom. There it is. You go, oh, my gosh, this is getting freaky. Go 20 more letters over. What if there's a G? There's a G. Go 20 more letters over, and A, and L, and L, until you spell out Carl Gallup is a preacher. Now, what's the chances of that phrase being in Genesis 1 with all of the letters equidistance letter spacing? The chances are pretty much zero. Pretty much zero. In fact, I don't make any claim that message is there. (laughs) But, But the bottom line is they knew with the computer power they had to search like that. And it could go forward, it could go backwards, it could go up or down or vertical either way. I mean, excuse me, or diagonal either way. Um, they, 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 anyway, it's too long to, to, to the whole book, but it talks about it. But the bottom line is, it's there. The, there are codes there, there are words there that should not, could not be there other than something supernatural. Well, now, you give but, some great examples of this. I'll have to take a break. Um, yeah, okay. and, and this book isn't all about uh, ELS. No. That, that's no. one of the chapters, quite honestly, uh, yeah. uh, or numerology or anything like that. So I, I don't right. want people to think that's what the book's about. It's not the Bible code book rewritten. That's not what this is at all. But it is very fascinating how technology now uh, has allowed us to uh, to, to see some yeah. of these uh, things in here that were lying below the surface that we just didn't see. Uh, or unless you were someone who could devote your entire life to to manually doing that, uh, we can now do it as you said so quickly. Well, Gr- Greg, thank you, thank, thank you very quickly. Thank you for saying all of that. That was the next word. Those were the next words coming out of my mouth, and you grabbed them right out of there. Well, and I want the people to know that. But when we come back from the break, yep. I'm going to show them how this applies in an astounding way. That again, you look at it with your own eyes, and you have to ask yourself. This can't be coincidence. Yeah. Pastor Carl Gallups is our guest. Uh, you'll go to Carl Gallups, G-A-L-L-U-P-S dot com uh, for uh, all of his uh, information and books. It's all there. The Yeshua Protocol is the one we're talking about today, an explosion of divine revelation for our unique generation. We've got more with Pastor Carl Gallups when we return. Keep it right here at Priority Talk. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. 
That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like, Greg Davis with your Priority Talk here on WXJC Radio and PriorityTalkRadio.com. If you're just joining us, welcome in. We're glad to have you. And we are visiting with Pastor Carl Gallops. His latest book is The Yeshua Protocol, An Explosion of Divine Revelation for Our Unique Generation. And uh, we are just scratching a little bit of the surface about this. You'll want to go to his website, carlgallops.com. We've got you linked up at our website and our social media. Uh, if you're out driving around, uh, don't panic. You'll find it, okay? Don't don't run off the road trying to write all this stuff down. It's all there <laughs> yeah. for you. In fact, he in just a moment, he's going to tell you to go to his website to, to get uh, some, some information that's in the book, and you can see it for yourself. But let's finish up on this ELS discussion and yeah. give us a good ex- another good example of this. Uh, I know you do one out of the book of Daniel. Yeah, 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 I do. And and I want to say, yeah, when they go to the website, we'll tell it in a moment. Uh, you can read the first 63 pages of the book. You can see a couple of illustrations. And, yeah, yeah, so you'll get a real good grip, and you can see the endorsements and everything right there. In fact, some interviews I do on television and, and the book trailer, so it's all right there. But anyway, yeah, so back up. We left with ELS, and thank you for making the point that this is just one little teeny piece of what I expose, but I do it, and here's why I use it. So I tell people in the, in the book, I, I tell the readers, I say, look, the, the surface text of what we read in the Bible, that's all we need. It's not like the Bible some secret book that you have to have a deeper knowledge no. in order to be saved or to have a relationship with Jesus. No, 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 not at all. It's just that there are mysteries there, and God's Word says there are, and He says He delights in doing that to show His children things that they have not seen until it's the proper time, and he, God does it to glorify Himself. So I think in these last days that we're living in, these prophetic days, he's bringing all this forward. So I'm bringing, oh, I don't know, at least a dozen or more examples of these kinds of things. And this ELS, I I use two examples in the whole book. Uh, to show this, and they're profound. But let me just deal with this one. So in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, it, there's a passage that, that's prophetic about the explosion of technology, and I, and I show the readers this clearly, and scholarship backs up what I'm getting ready to say. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, it says, Now, Daniel, I've shown you all these things. Now seal up the scroll until the time of the end, meaning at the time of the end it'll be unsealed. And he says, and one of the marks of, of the time of the end, it, it, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he means, is that people will be running to and fro over the face of the earth, and, and, and knowledge will increase. Well, I do a study, a Hebrew study of those words, showing you that what that literally says, because these words that I'm getting ready to insert are translated this way in other uh, Old Testament passages using the very same words. So if you take those, those understandings and you put it in chapter 12-4, what, and, and many scholars have seen this, and they write about it. So again, not pulling it out of my back pocket. But what Daniel 12.4 says is, An uncountable multitude will be traveling over the surface and face of the earth in those days, and knowledge will increase exponentially. Mm-hmm. Well, that's us. 
there's only one generation of the, the last 100 years to now has been an explosion of communication information and transportation technologies like the world has never seen yeah. and one part of that explosion was the invention of the computer and the internet and all this instantaneous computing capability which now when that came out scientists and statisticians and mathematicians and theologians said oh my gosh we now have the technology to back like these ancient philosophers thought, and let's check and see if there is some revelation, different levels of dimensions in God's Word to, to help just bolster the Word of God. So we go to chapter 12 of Daniel that talks about this explosion of technology, and so they ran the computer program on that. Now, there was a striking, astounding discovery that was made there, but in the book I tell the story of how I got with a friend of mine in Israel who speaks Hebrew and English, born and raised in Israel, was a military officer in Israel, and then a tour guide that became a good friend of mine. He came to my home in the United States. I was showing him this book by Drosnin that actually showed this find that was in Daniel 12.4, but I didn't tell him what the book was about. And I just said, look, I want you to look at this block of Hebrew letters. Tell me what you see. So I turned to that page. He said, he looked at it. He said, well, this is difficult because all the spaces are taken out. And he said, but let me look at it. And he said, oh, yeah, this comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 12. He said, I know what this is. And he started reading it. It's just a, a chunk, a block of letters. Mm-hmm. No spaces, no nothing, just the letters. But he saw it with his eye. And he said, that's from Daniel 12:4." And then he quoted it to people be going to and fro over the face of the earth, and knowledge will increase. And I said, now, I'm going to turn the page, and I want to show you what this ELS program found in that verse. And you tell me it runs down the page, but it's connected to that verse. There's no way it could be seen without looking at it uh, in the way we're going to look at it. And I told him, I said, I want you to tell me what it says, because Hebrew is your first language. I flipped the page. He looked at it. He looked up almost in horror at me, and I tell the story in the book. And he said, where'd you get this? What is this? Like, like it scared him. And I said, I'll tell you in a minute what it is, but I need you to tell me what does it say right there in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. He says, Carl, in that verse it says, and this will be done with computers. Right, yep. And he said, that can't be. And I said, why? He says, well, first of all, that that's just impossible that that phrase would be connected to that verse and then he goes on to say he looks at me says and carl the word computer was not invented until the computer was invented and daniel wrote this 700 years before christ Mm. or 500 years he said there's no way he could have put that coded that in there he said this is impossible that that is there and i said i know it is but you're looking at it, so what are you going to do with it? And so, see, I've got a lot of illustrations like this in this book. And that's just one. There's so many one. things like this, and they're not all dealing with uh, ELS. Or no, very, very few of them do, a couple. No, just, just two chapters about that. Yeah, well, it's every jot and it's every tittle, uh, Pastor Carl. I mean, um, you, you, you know, any of us who have studied the Bible know that you know, about the time you think you're getting a little handle on the Bible, you just realize you enter into a whole other realm, I'll call it, yeah. and you go, I don't know anything. And then, right. then you sort of figure that out a little bit, and then you go again, <laughs> I don't know anything. And so right. what you're going into for many people will be will make them go once again, 
Wow, I didn't even realize I didn't even know this stuff. Yeah, uh, we don't know what we don't. We don't. That's exactly right. We we think we got some answers, but we don't even know the questions. We don't know. That's right. Listen, I I use this illustration. We're like ants crawling on the ground, looking at a space shuttle. Now, we don't have a clue what that is. We don't know how it was made. We don't understand the humans that made it. We don't understand the electronics, the computers. We don't understand how it's launched into space. We don't even know there is space. We don't understand as ants that it's circling the globe. We don't even know we're on a globe. Uh, but all of that is true. The space shuttle exists, and we exist, but we say we can't explain what we're looking at, therefore it can't be real. Well, that's about how silly we are as humans, yet God has revealed his word, and now we're discovering the word is like a daggum space shuttle. <laughs> I mean, it's so complex as far as the dimensions, but the surface text for the one that searches it out with the Holy Spirit, especially when you get in the New Testament, is quite simple. You, you turn to Jesus and you're saved or you don't. It's right. your choice, but God has provided the salvation that will bring you back in fellowship with him. That's the, that's the Word of God. It's simple. The surface text, that's all we need. But in these last days, God has promised that he was going, Daniel told us that, that he was going to, in those days, when transportation, communication, information technologies are going all over the earth, he's going to unseal the scroll and show the whole world. We will be without excuse. Let's go to your website, carlgallops.com, and uh, tell folks what they'll find there and tell them about this illustration and give us another lesson. Okay, I will. Yeah, carlgallops.com. That's my name, .com. And from there, you can click on the link right at the top of the page. There's a link that says, Read Inside Carl's Latest Book, Yeshua Protocol. And you can. You can read the first 63 pages, and you can see the whole table of contents to get an idea. And then there's one one illustration that I'm going to tell everybody right now so that when they say to themselves as they're listening to this interview, that's impossible, that can't be, uh, go to the website and look, <laughs> and you yep. can see it with your own eyes. I'm looking at it myself. Go ahead. Yeah, and there's like 40 other illustrations like this in the book, and this is what I'm saying, and I want to be clear. I, I, I don't get into over-sensationalism. I'm not some magic man. I don't think it's an eight ball. I don't, I don't numerology the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a preacher, teacher, pastor in one church for 36 years in a very conservative, theological conservative church. But I just know what I know. I know what I'm seeing. Scholars are seeing it. Other people have seen it. And I'm now documenting it and getting it out to the world. But here's the deal. So the Bible, I'm going to give a quick lesson, but my book gives a deeper lesson so you can really get it. It's all referenced. But the bottom line is the Old Testament was written in what we now call Paleo-Hebrew. Modern-day Hebrew has the letters that if any of us have ever looked at modern Hebrew, we kind of recognize that as Hebrew. But the ancient Hebrew, the Paleo-Hebrew, that's what the word ancient means. I mean, Paleo means, of course, is ancient. Um, the The whole New Testament was written in that. Well, there was some Chaldean language in there as well, but primarily paleo Hebrew. Now, the thing that separates Paleo-Hebrew, what the Bible was written in, to modern Hebrew is the shapes of the letters. And, and, the, and the ancient letters almost look like hieroglyphic, hieroglyphics. Now, by the time the Bible was written, the Paleo had come from what's called the Proto-Sinatic Hebrew. That was really like hieroglyphic-looking pictures. But the Paleo, yeah, it, it, it got a little more modernish. but there were still some pictures there. I mean, and, and the other thing that was connected to these ancient languages, and this is a matter of historical fact, and it, and it ties to much of the ancient languages, many of them that came out of that whole area of the Levant and, and, and the Middle East and, and that world over there in the Mediterranean world, and that is this. 
that each letter of those ancient alphabets also had a numerical value right. attached. Yep. And that's not numerology. They had numerical values because they didn't have a numbering system yet. They didn't have what we now know as modern mathematics yep. with what we call the Arabic numerals. So what they did was they used a letter to represent also not only the sound that the letter made, but also a number if they were doing math. And math, of course, was not nearly as developed as it is now. So each letter had a number attached, but also each letter had what we call an ideographic meaning, an idea. Listen, in our own English language, for example, I can just draw an X on a piece of paper, and you say, well, that's an X. Yeah, it can also mean X marks the spot. Or it can mean I'm Xing this out. I'm canceling this out. Uh, you can take, you go into a restaurant, and there's on, you go to look for the bathrooms, and instead of finding M-E-N for men or W-A-M-E-N for women, you might find a stick figure of a man and a stick figure of a woman. So, so that word has a representation in a picture. Well, the ancient uh, languages did. The ancient Paleo-Hebrew did. That's a matter of historical fact. It cannot be disputed. Now, modern Hebrew doesn't do that so much. Some of the people, some of the Hebrew scholars still kind of attach those earlier meanings, but, but they don't really get into the, the, the pictures and stuff. But here's the deal. The language the Old Testament was written in, the first letter is Aleph. Equal to R A. The last letter is Tav, roughly equal to R Z. Okay, the Aleph and the Tav. That's why, you know, God in Isaiah, three or four times, he says, I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Aleph and the Tav. You get to the New Testament in, Re- in Revelation, and Jesus said, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's saying that he's God. And it said Alpha and Omega is Greek because the New Testament is written in Greek, but if, if he's speaking Hebrew, he's saying, I'm the Aleph and the Tav. All right, now. Let's go to the first verse of the Bible. Everybody can go to my website. They can go to carlgauss.com slash protocol, or either carlgauss.com and click on the link at the very top about the book, and you'll see this illustration that I'm getting ready to tell you. Because just by listening, people are going to say, I don't believe that. That can't be true. Well, it is. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. The first verse of the Bible. There are seven letters in the Hebrew, all right? In the English, it's in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's ten letters. I mean, excuse me, ten words. But in the Hebrew, there are seven words. Seven words. Now, that number seven is important. Seven days of creation, seven, 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 all through the Bible. And almost every time, that number means something about completion and perfection. Isn't it interesting that the very first verse would have seven words in it? All right. Right in the middle of those seven words, so you have a word in the middle, and there are three words on one side and three words on the other side, there is a word called the et in Hebrew, pronounced kind of E-T, et. And it is literally, it just, it says, aleph tau. And and that's not a word that means anything in Hebrew, but it's right there in the first verse. Well, what it is, it's what's called the accusative case pointer. It's a Hebrew grammar marker. We don't have an equivalent of that in the English, but it points the verb to the subject of the verb or the action of the verb in the sentence. It is used 11,000 times in the Old Testament, Paleo-Hebrew, in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, in its original language. It's 11,000 times, which means it appears about 10 times on each page. Page. There's like a thousand pages of the old uh, Tanakh in, in, in our modern English. So, but the thing is, 
thousands of times it doesn't act as an accusative case grammar marker. And in my book, I've got it referenced that modern language scholars, Hebrew scholars, I mean Hebrew-speaking people who are scholars of their language and theology, they talk about this phenomenon. They teach it in the schools over there, that we don't know why yeah. this et is scattered throughout the Old Testament, and, and, and because it doesn't point the verb to the thing. So, but in Genesis 1... Carl, I'm going to hold up right there, and let's come back and let you finish this on the other yeah. side. I'll have a couple okay. more minutes. I'm just okay. out of time. So let's come back on the other side. We've got a couple of more minutes with Pastor Carl Gallops. He'll finish up uh, sort of laying this out for us. Uh, this book is amazing, The Yeshua Protocol, an explosion of divine revelation for our unique generation. And for those of you just joining us, we'll tell you more about how you can find it when we return. Priority Talk. Marketing can be overwhelming. The marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728 or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Our final few moments with Pastor Carl Gallops. Uh, he's written this uh, wonderful book, The Yeshua Protocol. I want to encourage you, uh, if you uh, want to kind of see what's below the surface many times in the Bible, it's there. He's showing it to us. All right, Carl, let's go back. We're at your website, carlgallops.com. We're looking at the uh, preview of the book where you can read the first uh, 36 pages or so. Um, and, uh, and, and one of the illustrations are there that you're teaching us from Genesis chapter 1 and 1. So sort of pick up where you were and carry us on through this in the next, you know, three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it quickly. So, yeah, we'll pick right back up. So you look at that Genesis 1-1 in the Paleo-Hebrew, not the modern Hebrew, but the Paleo, and what you find right in the middle, and even in the modern Hebrew, is the Aleph Ta, okay? And in that case, it does point the verb Elohim, that's God, created. What, what did he create? And then it says et, which means look after that, and you'll see what he created. Well, the heavens and the earth. Now, some people may say, well, gosh, we, you don't need that. No, in English you don't, mm -hmm. but in Hebrew you do. So, so they use it a lot, even in modern Hebrew scholarship. Okay, now, but here's the deal. You look at that first verse. There's seven words. Right in the middle is Aleph Tal, the word that Jesus said, that is me. I am the Alpha, the Omega. Well, you can't get past the first verse without seeing it. Whether it's a grammar marker or not doesn't matter. There it is. And it's right in the middle. Okay? But what people don't know is the ancient paleographic, uh, uh, paleo uh, Hebrew, the letter Ta was in the exact shape of a crucifixion cross. Right. And it's slanted just a little bit to the right as though it's underweight. I mean, it's amazing. It's mm. uncanny to look at. And when you look at that first verse, the Aleph Tal is right in the middle. And by the way, Aleph Tal, the Aleph always stood for God. I mean, the first letter, the number one, the first, the most powerful, God. The Tal in, in ideographic meaning to the ancient Hebrews meant the sign. God who shows us the sign. God who's on the cross. 
showing us the sign. I mean, it literally says that. And then you've got this first verse with the Aleph Tal right in the middle. And if you look at the Ta, it's a shape of a cross. And so pull that down underneath the verse, like I do in my illustration. Mm-hmm. And on either side of that cross are two, as a word on one side and a word on the other that have the Ta in it. You pull it down, and in a perfect symmetry, there are three crosses with Jesus in the middle. Golgotha, right there uh, in Genesis 1-1. It's a picture of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. In the first verse, a picture of Golgotha right there. And it also connects to Revelation chapter 1 with the picture of the menorah. We don't have time to go into that. You can see it on the illustration. And I've got 40 other illustrations. And then the verses, Psalm 22, uh, Isaiah 53, Zechariah 12, all of them are crucifixion passages. Every one of them have the three crosses and the Aleph Tal. Well, well. the book begins as a narrative um, of Jesus uh, with the road to Emmaus. Uh, and what kind of things did Jesus teach his disciples in his 40 days after the resurrection? These things. He these are the things he taught. Things. Yeah, yeah these, these, and, and probably many Why more that we not? can't even fathom. Yeah. Why would he not show them that? Of course he showed them that. And that's why these fishermen could write the New Testament and make it fit the Old Testament in intricate detail. It's supernatural, brother. Well... We're glad you shared it with us, and uh, the book really is amazing. I hope a lot of you will go get it. Uh, Carl, tell them real quickly, uh, go to your website, and, uh, and and your other books are amazing as well. We're not talking about those specifically today, but uh, we did earlier. Uh, but yep. go ahead and just tell folks how to get the book and, uh, and why it's so important. You can get all my books anywhere good books are sold. If they don't have them in the stores, they can uh, order them. You can get them online bookstores, all of the major online bookstores, as well as brick-and-mortar stores. But the easiest, quickest way is just to get it straight from me. Just go to my website, crawlgouts.com, click on the link that says the store. Or you'll see it everywhere, all over the place. Click on it. It'll show you all my books. You can order them instantly right there. If you don't want to use PayPal, that my a phone number's there. A real-life person will answer. There's an email address you can write and, and they, you know, and, and they can take your order in many different ways, and they will communicate with you the whole time it's being shipped, where it is, and when it's getting to you. It's really, really cool, and, uh, and plus I'll sign it if you want. Okay, so that's it, carlgals.com, and then to see this book and this illustration I just said, just go carlgals.com slash protocol, yep, and it's there. right there. Well, outstanding, and again, uh, Carl has written uh, many books. He's the uh, senior pastor for how many, 36 years? Yeah, of Hickory years, yeah. Hammock Church in Milton, Florida. So uh, if some of you go down uh, to uh, the Panhandle, um, maybe you could visit his church as well while you're there. Uh, Carl, a real pleasure to have had you here on the program the first time, but it certainly will not be the last time now that we're connected, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. God bless you, man. I, I've enjoyed this so much. Wonderful stuff. All right, everybody, have a great evening. So I'm going-